to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock, and Julie, do you know what I did the other day? I was I don't remember what I was talking about, but I referred to the year as 1998. 1998? Yeah. Dude, that's like more than 20 years ago. Exactly. I'm not even in this century, and I have no idea where my brain went, but it glitched, and I went back in time. I mean, it was a good year. I think I was in eighth grade. Does that, does <laughs> that make you feel old? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> well, hey, girl, hey, I'm Julie Graham, and I'll admit I've struggled with remembering what year it is as well. I, the other day, was realizing that... As 2019 comes to a close, I'm starting to look forward to 2020. And I was cleaning up my pantry because I was making recipes for various holiday parties and there was just no room in the pantry. You know, you got to buy all these things for the special things you make one time a year and then you put the leftovers in the pantry and then they sit for seven years. Yeah, for sure. Not just me. Okay, good. So I was pulling out the brown sugar, saw that it expired in 2018. Oh. So I used the half cup that I needed to make the apple spice cake. From our Megan Dawson Beauty from Burnt Toast, the cake was still good. Nobody died. Not a big deal, right? Yeah. So I threw that sugar away after using it. And then I started throwing out items like, oh my goodness, these beans expired July 2020. Why are they still in my pantry? Wait a minute. Threw them out. July, but 2020, not last July, next July, Julie? Uh, Apparently, yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It occurred to me the next day while I was working out, and that's when I have the most random thoughts that, wait a second, those beans were still good. They could have made a good winter chili. What's wrong with me? It's still 2019, you crazy woman. So you were lost in time, but you were moving forward (laughs) while I was moving very far back. Which is so the opposite of our normal personalities. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's just something that happens to your brain when the year starts coming to a close. You're you're probably like one of the two of us. You're either kind of stuck in over-processing or just reminiscing of things that happened in your life in 2019, maybe the good, the bad, the ugly. You're wanting to learn and glean as much as possible before you move on, or you can't wait for 2019 to be over and for 2020. I just keep wanting to say 2020. I think that's why I'm so excited about it. It feels so monumental for the next year to be here. So on this episode, we want to take some time to really take an inventory. What did God do in our lives in 2019? What were the highs and the lows, the takeaways before we rush into this big year we're coming up on? So are you saying, what does this year look like now in hindsight? What does it look like to me? Yeah. Like what were the things that as you're closing out this year, you're taking away, what are some lessons you've learned? Was it a good year? Was it a hard year? Tell us. I think it was a challenging year. When I look at this year, there, this is probably going to be a negative. It is a negative. There is so much anger this mm-hmm. year. There are mm-hmm. so many people frustrated with whatever is going on in life. feels like there's a lot of mad people out there. Mm-hmm. And this year seemed to me to be kind of a pinnacle of that. And that kind of made me sad. In your own life or in the lives of people that you're close to, you're saying? No, I'm just saying in general, you know, you read anything, you look on social media, you look in the news, people are darn mad. Mm. And I don't know why we all got mad in 2019, but I'm hoping 2020, we're going to be a (laughs) heck of a lot happier. (laughs) Well, what about you personally? Is there anything you're taking away from 2019? For me this year, it was kind of a year of God showing up and not even in big ways. 
it was very much little ways, like a reminder where mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of a situation where my family's struggling with something. And then all of a sudden there is an answer or just a nod mm-hmm. to I'm here. Um, I've not walked away and look at this. I just gave you just a book or I gave you something funny that we could laugh together about. Um, he he just showed up a lot when I felt like I was swimming in the deep end. I love that even right now, as we literally are closing out the year, I'm seeing that you're getting lots of family time and I can tell that that's a gift for you and for Dan and for your girls and your grandkids. And so I can definitely say as your friend who, you know, can, can witness at a closer level, um, I've seen you rely on God and some really hard things, um, you know, not necessarily big, hard things, but even those. And, you know, in our week in and week out meetings and conversations that you and I've had off mic, I've definitely seen you, um, continually go back to a choice to look for God to show up in the things that you've experienced. It's been really true, Julie. I know there are different years in my life I can look back and go, I saw God at work here. I saw him take care of this heartache here, or I just saw a really great year that I'm like, all right, there were any bad things in that one. It it kind of flowed well. But in this year, it's just been kind of swimming upstream and facing a lot of challenges. And what I can tell you and all of our listeners is God will always show up no matter what the year is. Well, it's like what you've actually been quoted as saying, and it's kind of worked its way into, you know, our lingo at the Grit and Grace Project and our even on our about page that we don't go around life challenges. We choose to go through them. And I feel like this year for you has been an actual active example of you living that out. So I've appreciated that. I hope 2020 is a little easier on your family. Yeah, I'm just keeping it at 100. (laughs) Um, So we can pray for that. Um, Let's see. For me, uh, I mean, I had 2017 was my crazy hard year. 2018 for me was um, my year of yes, where I just did all the things and completely overcommitted myself and had all the fun. You were like the the roadrunner. You were just zapping. It it was kind of dumb, but it was so fun. Mm -hmm. So I remember starting 2019 thinking, okay, I got to slow my roll a little. Um, do you think I did? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at you going to slow your roll. I mean, fitness <sighs> fitness competition girl. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, remember, we didn't know what that was going to be when I said yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think for me, I do really feel like 2019 for me was um, I settled into a real confidence of who I am. And I think it was building off of 2018 because of what happened in 2017. But I I really feel like I came into a comfortability of, you know, this is my, this is my life. This is my story. This is how God works in my story. You know, let's laugh about that. Like we have any real understanding of how God works, (laughs) but you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I kind of got into a groove, even my relationship with him where I'm like, okay, so this is how we do this. Like, this is how you and I roll again. Um, I'm on a roll here. Um, and I just, I, it's like, I've just come into a place where I feel more comfortable with where I am and who I am. And because of the things that I've experienced the last couple of years, it's almost like there's a new level of faith over fear for me um, that I'm just really thankful that I'm experiencing in this season. Well, and you really have, Julie. You've come to what I would consider a confidence. Almost a, we have to accept this is who we are and how we were created mm-hmm. and then go, you know what? 
It's a good thing. Yeah. It is a good thing. And you've really grown in being comfortable with all of that. And so all of a sudden you're blossoming. You're just, you know, becoming more and more of who you were intended to be. Well, I mean, that's my goal. And I'm going to try to keep doing that, I don't know, for the next, what, 40, 50 years? Yeah. How old am I, 35? I got 50 years in me? Sure. Yeah, I people are living to be 110. You oh, could go I'm longer. I'm not than interested that. in that. Let's be clear. <laughs> can you still get your eyelashes done at 110? I don't know if they can find your eyelids. Yeah, but you couldn't hold uh, them up, so it wouldn't work. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, well, you guys are uh, familiar with our friend, Dr. Zoe. She's a writer at the Grit and Grace Project. She has a free advice column. She's a licensed psychotherapist and relationship expert, and she has been a frequent guest on the show. Well, I listened to her podcast, which is the Dr. Zoe show and something fun that she does on her episodes that I thought we could maybe bring into this chat. She starts every episode with your win and fail of the week. And I'm not going to add something else to that. You have to do every single week. Oh, that good. You, I am so you relieved. Sweat over. I have no idea. <laughs> the quote is enough to keep you like on your toes. It's um, true. The quote in the intro, like, oh, it's too much structure. <laughs> um, but she asks every week, you know, and shares every week something that she would say she's both winning and failing at. And that's just how life is, especially the grit and grace life. We win some, we lose some. Mm-hmm. So I thought, let's apply that to 2019. Let's share our personal wins and fails for the year and invite our friends to take some time and think about what theirs might be. You know, Julie, I don't like to start with my wins and end with my failures. I kind of like the flip of it because I think, you know, I have to fail first before I could win. But, you know... <laughs> For Dr. Zoe, I will do it her way. All right. So, I mean, I basically am trying to live my life Dr. Zoe's way. So let's at least do it on this episode. Exactly. So, my win of the year would be the times that I took spending time with my family and really sharing life together, spending real quality time, conversations, um, meaningful moments. So, that'd be a win big one. That's a big one. I mean, even right now, I I know you're getting some quality time here at the end of the year with your girls coming in and I'm really happy for you guys in that. That's a big win. It is a big win. So my failure would be my to-do list because I can spend entire days, weeks, months just trying to accomplish my to-do list rather than focusing on all of the opportunities around me or the people around me. I just get busy. Mm -hmm. So that'd be a fail for me. I feel you on those. I feel you. Yep. All right. What are my wins? Um, I think for me, one of the biggest wins is the fact that I did take on the challenge of entering a fitness competition, which is still sort of so ridiculous to say, but having spent five months of 2019 where a lot of my life revolved around the training and preparing for, um, and then ultimately competing in that show, there were so many wins that are associated with that. Not just the fact that I lost weight. Like that really is the least of all the wins. Um, And if you haven't heard episode 109, I talk more on, you know, what were the takeaways, both physically and emotionally and relationally and spiritually from that process. So for me, the fact that I even was willing to say yes, and then successfully completed that thing was my biggest win. Now. So what's your fail? You got to come out with that one. So many failures, actually. Um, And I really was wanting to think about, you know, which of the 314 should I share? Oh, Um, that's just sorry, because that's not true. But okay. Oh, no. I mean, I fail every day, and I'm okay to say that. Okay. Um, But I think that one thing that I'm still growing in as I get used to my life as it is now, sometimes I get overwhelmed with the fact that I, you know, I'm doing this thing alone now. 
Um, and you know, can I really keep all the balls in the air? And we've discussed that sometimes I overschedule myself because I like all the things and I want to do all the things. And, you know, now I don't really have a boss that tells me I can't do all the things. Um, and so I have found myself kind of overanalyzing when I can't be 1 million percent awesome at all the things that I have going on. And I, I get a little too hard on myself sometimes. So that's definitely one of my fails. But even in that, I'm seeing how God has brought relationships into my life, both friendships, family, you, you know, dating relationship where people can say, hey, stop, like you just did to me, like stop highlighting the 312 mistakes, <laughs> like just be proud of the things that you're doing instead of focusing on the negative. And so that's something that I'm noticing that I want to work more on, especially as we go into the next year. Julie, I know you struggle with that, but I think all of us do to varying degrees, and especially right now. I mean, Thanksgiving's behind us, Christmas and New Year's is ahead of us, the pressures, the expectations, all of the work we have to do, we've got to feel like we're failing. But there was something that you posted not very long ago that really resonated with our listeners and our readers. And do you have that by chance that you could read it? I do. And, and I think that the reason it resonated is because we as Christian women, we so think that God is watching our performance. And you know what? If God's not watching, at least everyone else is. And that makes us just as anxious. Yes, it does. The quote actually said, I hope you know that he didn't die for the beautiful dressed up you that sits in church and reads the Bible every day. He died for the you that cries at night and wakes up too late for church and makes mistakes and goes weeks without thanking him. Don't forget that. I think that's incredibly important and something we need to remember, especially in the season when we're celebrating Christmas, mm -hmm. you know, the time where we as Christians say we had a Savior who came to earth as a baby. He left his throne in heaven and determined that we needed to be rescued, and this is what it would take to do it. So here we are going into the Christmas season, trying not to feel the pressures around us, but to focus on what really matters. And the fact that because he came, we don't have to be perfect. Amen. Amen. And and we get to go and, you know, if you make it to church, great. If you don't, it doesn't change your status with him. Do we think you should go? Yes. Does it matter if you don't? No. And does he care if you eat all of the chocolate that you meant to give to your child? <laughs> no, I don't think he does. Why, wait, why are we giving chocolate to our children? I guess we should it anyway. I, <laughs> you, just I thought you were going to say like to the neighbor or the carolers yeah. or the, I don't know, That's the shut-ins or something. Shut <laughs> Shouldn't yeah. we be doing something for the shut-ins? I, I mean, think it's we the should. holidays. It's true. We, we should be doing that. But you know what? If we don't, it's okay too. I hope whether you've seen that quote on our social media or you're hearing it for the first time, ultimately the takeaway is that God's love for us is not reflective in how we act or how we look, and we cannot base our 2019 life or our 2020 life, our holiday season, or our best season on how we're performing. But instead, we walk in the joy of the fact that our relationship with Him is all because of Him. I mean, obviously, we're going to celebrate the real meaning of Christmas, but are you ready for all the other stuff? The presents, the food, the celebration, the parties. How are you doing with that, Julie? Well, I'm always ready for a party, yeah, and I'm always, always ready for food. Like, that could happen at the drop of a hat. Um, you know, what's interesting is this year, I feel like this is Lincoln's second Christmas where he really kind of understands 
what Christmas is, but also what it could be in the American culture. You know what I mean? Oh, like in how many presents under yeah. the tree am I going to get? Is the list growing now it's, that he oh, is It's so hard. And, and, you know, last year it was just he and I. And so I just, and last year was the year of yes. And everybody <laughs> just does whatever they want. And, um, you know, as we've talked really throughout this year, I'm trying to really undo some of that damage. And so... For the last month, I've really been just having, you know, conversations with God and conversations with friends and, you know, inner turmoil conversations of how do I not jack this kid up this year and really begin to teach him the real meaning of Christmas. And here's here's the problem with that. I love gifts. Well, and there's nothing wrong with gifts, Julie. He enjoys opening them. That brings you joy, too. It's just kind of don't buy him the whole toy store. Oh, they don't exist anymore. You have to order it online, don't you? Oh, no. He tells me he can just order it on Amazon. Oh, well, he knows. He's got <laughs> it's it a problem. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I- I'm. am I ready this year? I'm ready for this to be kind of a, a shifting year for us. Um, and it'll have to be a year of shifting for both of us. And, you know, even conversations I'm having with my in-laws about let's not buy the whole house this year. First of all, my place is getting smaller by the second, collecting all of his things. He doesn't need anything. And I do want him to grow up understanding that Christmas is great and presents are fun, but we give presents because we got the greatest gift in Jesus. So I'm. you could pray for me that I do that well this year. But the great news is... God loves me even if I still mess this one up. Yeah, and if you have a bunch of gifts, or if you get a bunch of gifts. I mean, I hope I get a bunch of gifts, but (laughs) you know what I'm saying. See, I'm such a sinner, Dar. (laughs) We all are, Julie. (laughs) Uh, What about you? Do you feel ready for Christmas? Parties? All the things? I feel not ready at all. Mm. Not in the least. This is a year of, I put a Christmas tree up. I've really debated all the other tubs in my garage, whether they're going to come out or not. Interesting. Um, You know, I'm still working through that. So maybe by New Year's, I'll have all of the lights out front. What do you think? And then I'll have to turn around and take them down. Um, But no, I I think for me, I love Christmas. It's always been my favorite holiday. Mm -hmm. I absolutely treasure it. But I think as time's gone on, I've gone, but it's going to require... I want it to require less energy. Yeah. I want it to require more intent. So I think I'm peeling back. I'm not sure my family's thrilled with that because they love And what they're I, used to what you've always yes, done. Yes, they are. You know, mm-hmm. but I think I'm shifting a little bit this year. Maybe it's good, maybe it's not, and maybe I'll shift back next year. But you know, I, I've kind of committed to slowing up a little bit this year. We'll have to come back and let our friends know how the slightly toned down Christmas went with the rest of our group. Yeah, it could really be that the palm trees out front that are now 13 feet tall are still wrapped in lights. It's very possible. (laughs) Well, we started this episode saying we wanted to kind of look back at 2019, but I also think it's a good idea to include here in this conversation a little look forward to 2020. What are some things that we're hoping for, believing God for, um, wanting to work on both personally and maybe even at the Grit and Grace Project? Because, hey, fun fact, we're going to try to do what we've been talking about on this episode and take the last two weeks of this year off to be with our family, to enjoy the holidays, to take a little tiny snippet of a break from work so that we can come back refreshed in the new year. So what are we coming back, hoping for, thinking on, wanting to do in 2020? Mm. You know, I'm not about the resolutions, but I am about new things in life. You know, new year, 
new uh, opportunities, Mm -hmm. new adventures. You know, I never want to quit trying things and seeing what's out there. So for me, it's like, what can I do next? Mm -hmm. What can I venture into that I haven't yet or go see or experience? So I, I think for me next year, let's just I want to sap it. I want to get everything out of it that I possibly can. Did you say sap or zap? I feel like either works, but I need to know what you said. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's just say I'm going to sap and zap it. I'm going to get everything I possibly can out of every single day. Is this going to be the year you finally drive a race car? You know, I might. I might be able to help you out with that. Yeah? I mean, maybe. I know a guy. Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be a big year for you. I'm excited. I can't yeah. wait to be like on the outside kind of watching in, seeing seeing Why what not? you do, right? Why not? What about you? Um, yeah, I think I'm excited for where we are at the Grit and Grace Project. And I kind of feel like we're kind of at this precipice. Sometimes I just try to say big words because I'm a podcaster. <laughs> Does that work here? Um, of, of some big opportunities. I mean, left and right, I feel like people are reaching out to us, wanting to understand more about what we do and how we could maybe partner with them. And, you know, that comes with a lot of responsibility of, you know, where does God want this thing to go? And I, I think we're really seeking to be faithful with that. Um, and I'm just anxious to see what God's going to do. I'm excited for, you know, this next season with my little guy as he's five has been a really hard age, but I've also started to really see his personality starting to take some shape. And I'm excited about what this next year is going to look for him as he continues to mature a little bit and um, our relationship kind of takes on new levels. So I'm, I'm it's, for me, I think it's relationship and opportunity. Mm, I like that. And you know what? I want to encourage every mother to do what you just did because I hate the, you know, it goes by so fast. I hate those phrases. <laughs> But the reality is each year that you have with your child in your life and at home, there's something new and special about where they are and what they can do and communicate. And you're watching them become bigger humans. You're you're watching them become who they're going to become. So enjoy that. Enjoy that. I think that's great, Julie. I mean, let's be real. I'm still trying to figure out who I'm going to become. And so he's, he's doing the same thing. That kid, he watches everything I do, Dar. Every single thing. It's so dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. And it's really horrible, Julie, when you see them do something and you go, Ooh, that looks like me. And that is not pretty. The other day he asked for my phone so he could take a picture of his Legos that he was building, which Uh PS, he hadn't built Legos in a long time. I was like, Oh good. We're getting our money's worth out of the room of Legos. And then he had my phone for like 20 minutes and took 714 pictures. And my boyfriend literally said to me, you know where he gets that, right? And he was saying it in a, you know, in, in that kind of way. <laughs> we'll just leave in that. A, and I was like, it's not a good thing. Oh, no. I actually thought it was kind of cute. But I guess when you say it in that tone, <laughs> I I hear you, babe, I think is what I said. <laughs> like, okay, deleting 700 pictures. I hear you, babe. Um, but yeah, they, they watch everything we do and we do kind of get to set the tone for how they how they walk and how they live. And we're building their little confidence and their little character. So no pressure, media pressure. We got this. I don't know. All of the grit and grace phrases. Just shove them right there. You'll do great in 2020. (laughs) Okay. Totally. Yes, you will. Uh, Well, to all of our friends, all of our listeners, we have loved spending every Tuesday in 2019 with you. And we're so looking forward to picking back up the first Tuesday after New Year's in January. So enjoy this season with your family. Eat all the fudge or give it to your kids if you're Dar. 
I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm eating <laughs> oh, it. Oh, you're eating it. That's yeah. right. I guess maybe I'm giving it to my child. No, I'm not no, doing that you're either. you're not either. <laughs> no. Um, you enjoy those precious moments around the tree and with your family over the holiday season. But we do want to say a big thank you for joining us in 2019, living this grit and grace life together. And we'll catch you next year. Okay, Dar, you know we always end our episodes with a quote. And my Christmas gift to you is not making you have to say this one. Oh, You're so welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank Uh, you. Maybe I'll get you a piece of chocolate too. Okay, please do. All right, I feel like this is like so good for thinking about 2019 and 2020. The woman I was yesterday introduced me to the woman I am today, which makes me very excited about meeting the woman I will become tomorrow. So here's to becoming the strongest woman we can be in 2020. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.